0: Everyone welcome to the Nerd Room where we talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number 67 we'll be discussing all the recent Star Wars news and breaking down the latest Justice League and Spider-Man Homecoming trailers. I'm your host Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. It's been quite a week in the Nerd World. We are counting down to Star Wars Celebration. A couple massive trailers dropped and we've been absent for a week. We missed the episode last week, our regular episode last week, but we did deliver our Iron Man 2 retrospective, and we hope that you guys, the listeners, really enjoyed that. We enjoy putting those together, but we're back here today to discuss all the news we've missed in the last two weeks. And what a couple weeks!
1: Yeah, it's overwhelming. It's been great, man. Yeah, yeah.
2: So sorry we've been away last week. We were out saving the world, as we do.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. From time to time, we like to take a break and yeah, prevent the world from being destroyed by parademons and the Chitauri, all these <laughs> like, fictional alien beings.
2: Or Donald Trump. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How have you guys been? Terrible. No, I'm just kidding. I've been great. How have you been? Fantastic. It's been, like, with collecting just in general, it's been an unreal couple of weeks. We're going to get into that a little later on in the episode. But, yeah, it's, it's the countdown to celebration. This has got me so amped up for this. And this is something else we're going to talk about briefly is all the awesome panels that are going to be streamed for us, fortunately. But the guys going down to Celebration are going to have a hell of a time down there. There's so much going on this year. I really, really regret, after looking through the schedule that was released this past week, I regret not going down now.
1: Like I really, really, yeah. truly do. It's it, it looks phenomenal, man. Especially the news they have just been dropping the last couple of days. So, you know, everybody out there from the Commonwealth, man, good on you guys. Lucky guys. Yeah. Lucky guys. Jeez.
0: But shall we jump into some Star Wars news before we get into our trailer breakdowns for this week?
1: Yes, of course. Let's roll. Bob he,
0: Iger, the CEO of Disney, the one of the luckiest men on the planet. Not only is he rich beyond wildest dreams, but he gets to see all of the Star Wars stuff probably years before it's actually dropped for the general public. And this week, he started dropping a few little tidbits about the Han Solo Star Wars story. He was at some sort of tech conference, and he started kind of dropping a few things that we've been speculating on for the last little bit. One in particular was the age that Han Solo is going to be in the film. So he's going to be between the ages of 18 and 24, which is roughly kind of what we thought. I did a little digging on Wikipedia this past week, and apparently he was 30 in... A New Hope. Right. So kind of around that age. I think he was about 35 when he filmed it, but in that 30 range. So this puts us about 12 to six years before the Battle of Yavin. So just before the start of Star Wars Rebels. So this looks like it's going to be a pretty cool time frame. It's very unexplored in the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to see what they do. But do you think it's going to be kind of a, a movie that extends over this time period? It's going to be a quick shot at the start or something to that effect of him being 18, maybe meeting Chewie and then twenty four, twenty five is really when we get the movie set.
1: I would hope so. I mean, I really, you know, I'm, I've not been jumping up and down for, for a Han Solo movie. I really hope they don't make this into a, a trilogy. I don't think we need to spend that much time with the character. Um, it's interesting, though, because, you know, when you watch Rebels, I believe it's season one, we do get our first look. Not our first look, but our first animated look at uh, Lando. And he lines up with the exact same Empire look of Lando. So... You know, that's kind of a little loose there, right? Um, especially because you'd you think Lando and Han are about the same age. So, to see Billy D. Williams' character look like Billy D. Williams as opposed to uh Don Glover is a little weird. Um, you know, with the 18 and 15 or 18 and 25 year old Mark, I, I kind of like to see him do something similar to like Star Trek or even Rogue One where they had like the young James Kirk and then they jumped forward, yeah, you know, pretty fast. Something like that would be kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of what they're going to do. I imagine them spending a bit of time at the start of the movie with him being 18, kind of establishing the character, who he is, maybe where he came from, maybe something on Corellia, and maybe meeting Chewie. Because this is another little bit of information that we knew was happening, but that Bob Iger did mention that we're going to see him acquiring a certain ship, which Mm -hmm. is the Millennium Falcon probably in some sort of game of from Lando. Yeah. This is kind of one of the legend tales of Han Solo, as well as probably exploring a bit of the life death that Shui has with Han. We know from the Aftermath books, and that was expanded in Legends universe, but kind of coming back to canon, we know that, han freedom from some sort of slavery yeah and so we're probably going to see a little bit of that develop i don't imagine them spending a ton of time on that yeah. it might just be like at the start of the movie boom 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 we get these few kind of legend parts of the han solo story told mm-hmm. maybe not so much that millennium falcon but telling these these stories and kind of quick hits and then getting into the bulk of a much larger story
1: yeah so we'll probably see the Wookiee planet i hope so Kashyyyk, yeah. yes and yeah, cool. maybe more wookies <laughs> on screen right yeah and
0: more maybe more well done than it was in episode three i felt yeah. that was kind of shoehorned in
1: right a little bit of halo like yeah know, with the master chiefs running around there yeah. yeah so it'd
0: be cool to see them develop that a bit more and even in the aftermath books they start exploring a bit of chewy's family and all that so cool. i don't know if we're going to see that aspect of it probably not so much it's probably going to be him in a slave camp right and hansel for whatever reason ends up rescuing him but even like hearing all this i'm quite excited about this film Now they keep adding new cast members Uh, Woody Harrelson was on a a late night show one of them recently and said his character's name was Beckett which is an unknown character. I'm not too sure what this is all about but I still think he's going to be the villain of the film to some point like a mentor turned villain. Right. But this movie is looking really interesting and I'm really loving like how when it's set and the characters and the stories are going to be exploring. There's a lot that they're going to do with this movie and expand kind of in a time frame that we're not really familiar with. So they can do so much universe building here. And it's going to be something completely new to all of us.
1: How do you feel about the name Han Solo not being his official name, and he earns that name, or is oh. you know he, he somehow gets this name?
0: Yeah. So yeah. Bob Ier, his specific words were, "You're going to discover how he gets his name." Right. And so people are taking this couple different directions: one that Han Solo isn't actually his name, or two, and this is the the direction I'm leaning is that they're talking about kind of a reputation, With the scoundrel. As, yeah, the oh. scoundrel, the smuggler. Right. I, I think that's more the direction they're going. We're going to see how he developed into the character that he is, the space pirate. Okay. I think that's more what he was leaning towards as opposed to that Han Solo isn't actually his name. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I, yeah. There, there doesn't seem to be any need to do that. Like, yeah. I don't understand a story or an arc or a narrative that that would fit into, why would you go and change his name? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to be like, oh yeah, he's actually a Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. there's no point. Ooh. Like, there's it's not really significant enough to a larger story that he has a different name, unless you're trying to relate him to another character in the film right like that he's the brother of someone or whatever right right so i just don't think it's necessary i think it's about building the han solo character that we see in a new hope that has this reputation that mm-hmm. has these debts to java that even see in the force awakens when he's talking to kanja club and all that like yeah. we know you han solo no one's going to fall for your yes. tricks anymore it's all these tricks that we want to see developed in this film of how he became the han solo right right okay so I think that's a bit more what it's about like I I, like what do you think
1: um yeah yeah, it's it's like you said I I definitely hope that they're uh you know they're gonna basically um (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I do hope they're they're gonna go the route of you know making the character lead up to the name of what he is like the smuggler the the space pirate and 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 hopefully not. he's not related to like Dash Rendar or something you know like he's the brother of Rendar but then he became Han Solo like don't go there. You know, I really don't want that. Um, I, I still do feel like this could have been like a book. I, I It's my least excited Star Wars movie, but I mean, I'm going to be there opening night. I can't <laughs> wait, you know, but I, I still feel like it's a missed opportunity to not go somewhere else outside of the solo Character, I I feel like we could have gone to just a different movie. I want I want the old Republic stuff. Christmas special again. Christmas special again, part two. You know, yeah. No, I I think that they're
0: concentrating on this time frame because this is what people know. I think they're still a bit nervous to take that leap into the different eras of Star Wars. Like they've made that big leap in the Force Awakens timeline, but again, they're leveraging characters that we're familiar with, even stories that we're familiar with. Right?
1: Yeah, you know, I just I wonder, like you know, you, you, you just killed the character in force awakens, but then you kind of go back and give some movie of the character. So it's like, I don't know were they, were they confident in that mood move in the first place by killing the character. I just don't know how many people were screaming and shouting for a Han Solo film.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I It's, yeah. it's interesting that you say that because mm-hmm. I, it's f- almost feel like that Han Solo or Harrison Ford said yeah. to Disney, like, look, I'll sign on for one movie. Right. You can do whatever you want with me, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. you should probably kill him. <laughs> and if Harrison Ford doesn't kill himself in an airplane right. anytime soon, like, he'll be lucky. Because that guy's had more near misses in an airplane than anything. <laughs> anything. He, he literally has the real life luck of Han Solo yeah. as Harrison Ford in an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> like the Millennium, anything he flies is like the Millennium Falcon. It can just get through everything
1: it's crazy <laughs> it is this guy's crazy it is yeah but you know i can't wait to see him and, and like you you mentioned the cast looks phenomenal for this movie everyone they've picked i'm totally on board with so
0: yeah even yeah. i had my my hesitation with woody harrelson Yo, when great. he first got announced yeah but even seeing him in a couple of recent movies and in the trailer for war for the planet of the apes i i think he can play that oh, evil yeah. guy. like that's why i think he is the villain of this like at the start maybe when he's 18 we're gonna see him with the younger Han Solo, right. maybe training him or being his mentor. Yes. As we get to 25, there's been some sort of break, and he is now the villain, the one chasing him potentially or trying to turn him in. I don't know. I think that's where they're going with this, and I think Woody Harrelson is going to play much more than just a mentor. Character. Yes.
1: Yeah. Sanjay?
0: Uh,
2: yeah, so I totally agree with both of you guys. I'm kind of in the middle. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah. Uh, Big gray? Can, yeah. You know, like, it can go left. <laughs> I can go right.
1: You're the Bindu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what that is. <laughs>
2: chicken vindaloo <laughs> <laughs> so that's an indian dish it's quite good oh, okay. yeah indian's great yeah <laughs> here's something you
0: can comment on sanjay Kay. i know you've you've been recently getting into all the star wars films that's you've right? seen the force awakens rogue one in theaters you've seen the original trilogy mm-hmm. you're still waiting on that prequel trilogy
2: waiting for you guys we're gonna have a sit down and watch them and i'll give my thoughts unfiltered
0: definitely doing <laughs> i cannot wait yes but bob Iger. CEO yes. Disney again at the same conference he said that his team the the Lucasfilm team is planning out what could be another decade and a half of Star Wars films as a someone coming from the outside of this this community how do you feel about a Star Wars film every single year for the <laughs> next 15 years
2: um I think it's a good move I mean all these movies are making bank at the box office like Rogue One was the highest grossing film last year I assume uh one of the uh, yeah it's like one or two maybe behind civil war oh. maybe i don't know we'll, we'll say it's one just because <laughs> <laughs> and the force awakens the year before that crushed every box office record except, of all time yeah besides uh, international but yeah i mean keep these movies coming out as long as they're good movies people won't mind them but if the quality starts to dip i mean if you look at um the episode one two three. I don't know how the box office grosses went
0: for the time. They did really well. Fandom Menace was huge.
2: Yeah, and then so those ones came out like pretty quickly as well. Like boom boom boom, and four five six came out like pretty much pretty quick as well. Yeah, I assume.
0: Yeah, well they're every three years.
2: Yeah. Okay, so like yeah, I mean as long as these movies are um different and they're good quality, like Rogue One and uh, Force Awakens, both good quality, both good films, and they were just so different from each other. Yep um that it kept me as like the general audience i guess interested and it it keeps me coming back like as you said like they're making a han solo film i mean i knew that but like i didn't know too much of the details but i'm gonna be there uh and then episode eight i'm gonna be there i don't know what comes out after han solo is that episode nine
0: yeah sorry yeah it's
2: episode nine episode nine okay and then after that they haven't announced anything or no, we may hear that in that uh, celebration okay. of
0: next weekend.
2: Yeah, so as long as they keep, as I said, as long as they keep doing good films and they're different quality, uh, it'll keep the general audiences going. And this universe, I mean, they're just scratching the surface right now. There's so much um, potential for different movies. So like you get a Yoda film, you can get a, I don't know, a Chewie film. Yeah. Uh, Old Republic. Old Republic.
0: Do do you find yourself attached a bit to the franchise now? Do you find yourself more invested? I know you don't do collecting or anything like that, but do you find that because of the fandom surrounding it that you find yourself drawn into it a bit more? Or is it just purely because these are always the biggest movies of the year and that Disney's throwing them, you see them everywhere. And (laughs) like like what is drawing you in? Is it the story? Is it the fandom? Is it a combination of both? I'm I'm kind of curious because if we're gonna have these movies for the next fifteen years, they're gonna have to continue to reinvent. Invent themselves mm-hmm. and to put something new to screen, but also feels familiar to the old fandom, but also brings in people like you and attaches you to that to the point where, like you're saying, you're there opening day every weekend, yeah, every new release, right? So, like, what is it that draws you into the <laughs> franchise?
2: Uh, well, The Force Awakens was you. <laughs> I think you just bought my ticket. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go. Um, and then Rogue One, um, I didn't check it out opening weekend, but I heard good stuff. And I was like, okay, I really want to see this. And, you know, we always discuss this on the podcast. And it was kind of just like seeing um, your love for the franchise and you guys just like, you just so much invested in and i was like okay so there must be something to this and you know i'm slowly getting into it and learning a little bit more i mean
1: Bendu, yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) we set
0: up sanjay with a star wars word of the day (laughs) (laughs) so by the time that this podcast gets to 100 episodes he's going to be leading the conversation
1: perfect on
2: star wars (laughs) and chicken vindaloo
0: (laughs) (laughs) troy what are your thoughts on this next 15 years seeing star wars films come yeah can't get enough
1: of this um but that being said i'm glad we're actually not going the route of two movies a year yeah i don't think we. unlike doing what marvel's doing or or dc i'm glad they're not doing that keeping it one film a year is cool and it keeps um you know keeps the event going the tradition that you have going on even right to just you know meet up every year you know and smash through these movies on the big screen it's it's exciting And, and there's still so much more to come um you know obviously i'm excited to see all these different kinds of movies like you mentioned we can go you know like a not a Chewy film, but like a Yoda film, an Old Republic, um, and go further down the Skywalker uh, franchise or, or, or story arc. So, yeah, this is this is great news. I, I think we all kind of knew this, anyways, right? Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Like, why would they stop? Yes. And the thing with two movies, that's an interesting point because I agree. I think one movie is enough. It's yeah. event viewing, but because there's so much other content, and you mm-hmm. look at books, comics tv shows yeah. everything there's so much out there mm-hmm. that you get your your fill of star wars no matter what you don't need this like you look at the mcu or the dc cinematic universe you get the movies you get a little supplemental material here and there you get the tv shows kind of yeah. that are tied in but aren't really mm-hmm. but you still need that fill. i feel like because that universe is so big the mcu in particular mm-hmm. that you need those movies coming out and developing these characters but with star wars because there's such a huge universe surrounding us yeah. That we don't need two movies here. I think that if they start doing that, it becomes like, we're never, ever going to, I'm never going to tire of it personally. No, definitely not. No. Um, But I could see the general audience being like, oh my God, another Star Wars Mm -hmm. film. Like, what is Mm -hmm. happening? Like, I'm so confused. They're jumping here and there. Yeah. 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 So I am happy they're keeping like this. Like you said, it's the event viewing. I'm excited every time we talk about this and that we, even in December, and we're probably getting a trailer for The Last Jedi next weekend. Oh yeah.
1: Man, that's gonna be huge. <laughs> do you think we'll get, you know, way back before Disney bought out uh, George Lucas uh, or Lucas Arts there. There were talks that we were gonna get a live action, I think um Star Wars Underground or Underworld? Yeah. do you think we're gonna get that live action show, not necessarily that one, but something like that going down the road and with rebels, you know, starting to kind of finish up within season four or five, at least we assume? Do you think we'll get a live action? TV series.
0: This is like the last market they haven't captured in Star Wars. Everything else is almost saturated. Right, right? Lucas wanted it. Yeah, and so I just can't imagine that Disney is going to turn this away. They've got ABC as a platform. Netflix is another platform that they seem to have some sort of relationship with. So, would I prefer like a Netflix series? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I want like some sort of episodic no. weekly ABC kind of toned down TV no, show that the week. doesn't have, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't have the ability to have the effects and, you know, the score behind it and all this. I think it needs to be like the Netflix Marvel stuff. It needs right. to be, you know, gritty almost. Yeah. It needs to be, a, you know, another corner of the Star Wars universe right. that they can't really put on film. Something that's maybe a bit more adult. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think they need to explore that a bit more. But I, there's got to be someone sitting around being like, okay, what's the, the Star Wars <laughs> yeah. live action show we're going to do? Maybe it doesn't have to be around
1: Jedi or anything. Right, because it's close, that underground one, yeah. right? I and mean, we could do um, a series of like the bounty hunters, yeah. B- Boba, B- Boba Fett there even beforehand, right? Yeah. There's and so much.
0: You look at what they built in Rogue One where there's not much of the Jedi. There's yes. a bit of discussion about it, The you know, the church of the... Like all of these characters that mm-hmm. they built in that movie, you could do something very similar yeah. and have a very similar aesthetic in a Netflix series. And I think that would work really well. And again, it's just about building the universe. You could take a small little corner mm-hmm. and just go with it. Imagine binge watching 13 episodes of a Star Wars Netflix <laughs> right. series. Oh,
1: would be incredible. Unreal. Yeah, it'd be incredible. Give me Cad Bane on there. Oh,
0: <laughs> <man>. <laughs> and the last thing that Bob Iger did mention at this conference that he's at was that the scenes that we have of Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia in episode eight are remaining untouched. They're not going to be doing any digital enhancement. She had been finished principal photography. The story that they have there is a story that they're keeping for episode eight. Now, originally, when they when she first passed, they did make mention that they weren't going to do anything with Carrie Fisher, no digital reconstruction, no altering of stories. They're going to work around things. But in this, this quote, he's very specific, I think, about episode eight. So do you think that he's kind of leading on that Either going to do something different in episode nine, so change the story around her, or do you think that they're going to go down the path of digital recreation, or are they going to alter a bit of episode eight to kind of meld this into a an appropriate end for Carrie Fisher's Princess Leia?
1: Yeah, you know, this, this is still a tough one, you know, even going back to those months of that unfortunate uh, day of her passing. Um, it's been a tough one to handle, you know, unlike the Paul Walker situation, it's different because they didn't get to finish that movie. So they had to do things with his brother yeah. and whatnot. Uh, so episode eight's done. That, that's good to know. I, they're not going to do the whole, uh, Tarkin or, or young princess Leia thing from rogue one. I, I think the only way around it is to recast. I, and I know that's going to be like a tough bullet to bite. Not only can you should be biting bullets in the first place, but, um, episode nine will be so far away from now too. Yeah. People were kind of healed a little bit. Time were passed. I think the only way around it is to recast, even if it's just for a brief moments of her being on screen. I just don't see any other way of doing it.
0: I don't know if, what the story, it depends what the story is in and episode right? That's just eight, it right? too, yeah. If she was originally planned to have some sort of death in episode eight, from the scene kind of descriptions that we've gotten, kind of the tidbits from uh, the film that's been seen by some people, yeah. is that she has a big part in this film. There's a few key scenes, like her meeting up with Kylo and her meeting up with Luke. Um, that need to happen in episode eight before her eventual passing. But maybe this film, she was already supposed to to die in in some in some fashion or another. Um, or what they could do is slightly tweak episode eight so she has a slight off screen or implied death, and then that's picked up in episode nine contextually in some sort of dialogue or exposition and she does have maybe some sort of fla- like i don't know how exactly they do that yeah we just don't know enough no and they yeah. have to walk that fine line right it's about respecting yeah. her family respecting her legacy the character everything yeah. right? and their
1: word because they came out saying yeah. they're not going to digitally enhance her or change her
0: yeah yeah so again fine line it's kind of a wait and see here yeah. like we have to see at the end of episode eight where her character lies and then again another two years of speculation as to exactly what they're going to do with the character yeah I, I hope they don't change the story and don't give her the appropriate end. Like, I think I've said that before, that she deserves that, that that Princess Leia send-off. Right. And I hope that they don't just do it and kind of shove it under the carpet and say, look, we're not going to really deal with this because it's a really awkward situation. Yeah, she's
1: too big to do it, too. Yeah, yeah.
0: you have to... It, she's yeah, one yeah. of the big three characters, yeah. right? They have to do something for this character right. and give her the proper send-off. Yeah. So I have the utmost confidence in Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy there that they're going to do the right thing by Carrie Fisher.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So... Anyways, on to Star Wars Celebration. We thought this week that we would run through some of the panels because, unfortunately, we can't go to Star Wars Celebration. But looking at the schedule they dropped, holy man, there's some absolutely fantastic panels going on here. And fortunately, they announced that they're going to be live streaming some of the more popular ones. We're going to run down a few of the highlight panels that I thought looked pretty epic. The first one is on Thursday. April 13th, so the first day of celebration. It is the 40 Years of Star Wars panel. This panel looks incredible. we got Hayden Christensen coming back, your boy. My boy, yeah. Coming back to celebration for the first time in like 15 years. He's going to be sharing the stage with Billy Dee Williams, Kathleen Kennedy, Dave Filoni, Peter Mayhew, uh, Ian McDermott, Mark Hamill, Anthony Daniels, this is a massive panel. This spans the entirety of the Star Wars universe. This is an incredible panel to watch. And we're going to be able to see this because they're live streaming it on StarWars.com. Here's where we're going to do a little speculating. Troy, do you think that with this mixture of characters here that they're going to either bring out Ewan McGregor and announce an Obi-Wan Kenobi film? Like, Do you think they're going to announce something big as far as movies in this 40th anniversary panel.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the 40th anniversary. You got that that killer cast that's coming out. How can you not drop the movie name, right? I, I think we're definitely going to get something like that. And, and first of all, I got to say, how cool is this this year? We're finally getting for the first time ever live streaming for Celebration. I they think- did it last year. Oh, they did the whole event oh yeah they did do some streaming yeah they did oh this is great this is great yeah no i can't wait um man Hayden hayden christensen's coming out um it's this is gonna be crazy i just i just can't wait to see they're going to do here
0: it's interesting with the announcement of hayden christensen because a lot of people on twitter on the internet and all that were kind of hating on it a bit yeah but then this pile of fandom came to his aid oh yeah and i find that this character and even the prequels are going through this like period of renaissance oh yeah like they've almost become nostalgic for our generation yeah Like, we, and I think the Commonwealth does an awesome job with this. Yeah. Like, no one's really prequel haters. No. Like, people prop up these movies as being part of the universe. They built something. But the more and more they build the universe around the prequels, Mm -hmm. the more and more I appreciate the prequels themselves. Like, I love everything like not everything about them but i love the stories that they tell and yeah of course there's missteps here and there you find that in any movie right Mm -hmm. and just like recently i found just like there's so much love coming back to the prequels Mm -hmm. and i think it's such a great thing that fandom is finally embracing this not all the fandom (laughs) but a good chunk of fandom
1: yeah no i love it you know i'm leading the way man i'm waving the flag the the hidden flag (laughs) over here this this is cool and and you know um he actually holds the record for the the fastest selling out panel of celebration yeah is really? Anakin Skywalker himself, Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, so th- <laughs> this is great. You know, I-, I watched uh episode three like I think seven times the first day I got this thing. Like wow. I- I'm a big, big fan <laughs> of episode three Is it your favorite one? It, it is my favorite one. Yeah? Like it's you know Force Awakens and Empire. Empire Empire is like a must say, right? Like Empire yeah. is like it's just the number one, right? It's
2: like the vanilla answer. Everyone exactly. says it. Exactly, so throwing so, that
1: one out. Right, so taking that one out, it's it's episode three. I, yeah. I, I absolutely love this movie. So, Matt again, like you said, I echo your thoughts. I wish we went to celebration this year. Oh, it's just it's cause of this kind of stuff. Just it's hearing tough.
2: you talk about that now, yeah. I want to watch the prequel. There you like, go. Let's do it. Before I met you two, like yeah. I've heard nothing but disdain for these three movies. So seeing you guys like actually talk about them like good quality films, I'm like okay. Yeah. Like, I'll give it a shot. Let's go. Like It hits you right, right in the stars. Oh, yeah. like, oh, it's, yeah. it's awesome. It's great. I mean, it's kind of like Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit trilogy. You know, those ones are like the prequels. And like a lot of people don't hold those as in high esteem as the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So it's kind of like the same thing. Like, I haven't seen those yet, but maybe I will.
1: Yeah, the third one in that franchise sucks. But I actually like one and two for the yeah. Hobbit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So if that's got you excited, Friday's panel is potentially going to be bigger because between 11.30 and 12, or 11 and 12.30, it's the Star Wars The Last Jedi panel. So we've got Mark Hanimal, Kathleen Kennedy, director Rain Johnson, probably a few special guests. They're coming out and talking The Last Jedi. And like Rogue One last year, it's probably going to come either with a sizzle reel or a trailer. And this trailer isn't going to be exclusive for people at Celebration. This is going to be released to the public as soon as it is streamed to the crowd there, like this is going to be huge. I think we're finally going to get our first last Jedi trailer,
1: and look oh, could be sure. talking some dialogue luke talking yeah I, I can't wait for this this is going to be incredible because yeah like you said last year you know um we got that little behind the scenes kind of trailer yeah. but the people that attended actually got some kind of trailer yeah. for rogue one itself so this is cool that we'll get a trailer most likely you know ryan johnson i'm loving this guy already because he's a big fan actually of the prequel era much like us here so that also makes me believe that maybe you know obi-wan anakin could pop up for what his ghost. uh
2: what other films did he do the director of last jedi because I always like grab people that are just like kind of starting out or like did one or two big hits like uh, Godzilla guy for Rogue One.
1: Oh, uh, Gareth Edwards.
2: Yeah. And Josh Trank potentially for Boba Fett. Is he going to be a celebration? No. If we can get Josh Trank. <laughs> he got punted a long time
0: ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking up what else Rain Johnson's done. Um, I'm not completely familiar with his body of work. Looper was his other yes, one. Oh, yes.
2: Oh, yes. I right. love I Looper. That that's Such right. a good film. Looper. Yeah. <sighs> That's like one of the best ingenuitive sci-fi films in the last twenty years. Yeah,
1: that movie. Yeah, have yeah, with uh, Bruce Willis there and uh, Jordan Go- Gordon Robin. and Joseph Levitt. Robin. Robin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, Jen. So let's just run through the rest of these panels. So we can get to the rest of the news and our combo picks of the week. But also on Friday, there's the Lucasfilm Publishing roundtable. So the likes of Charles Sowell, Timothy Zahn, a bunch of other Star Wars writers are coming together to do a panel where they will also be discussing what is coming next for Star Wars publishing. So it's more than likely that we're going to get an announcement of some sort of book, or at least a series of books, maybe leading into Episode 8. We've already got the Bays and Shirt and Gin novel coming in May. We've got Thrawn dropping next week. So excited for that. Yeah. <laughs> we also have on Saturday, April 15th, between 5 and 6.30 p.m., is the Hasbro Star Wars panel. So, in previous years, they have discussed and released images of what is coming. New York Toy Fair was only a couple months ago, and we got a few announcements of the 40th anniversary Vintage Carback 6-inch series. We already knew what was coming, I think, from San Diego Comic-Con last year with the Lando Qui-Gon, Adat, at Driver, a bunch of these figures. So, going back and revisiting the prequels and some of the OT stuff. But I really think that they're either going to announce at this panel a continuation of the Vintage Cardback series for the 40th anniversary. So we had the original 12, the first 12 announced, and maybe they're going to go to the first 20 or the the 20-back cards, which includes Greedo, Hammerhead, Power Droid, the Death Star. Was there Tarkin? Tarkin? No, he's no. not in that. One so, those cheekbones. Just like <laughs> know, yeah, those cheekbones, right? So either that or a... And potentially, I think this would be awesome. Is the announcement of our first episode eight figure, which I'm my prediction is because they can do this because they're not revealing anything. Is an episode seven, episode eight, old man Luke. Whoa. And so, could they get fandom stoked up for that? Because they already released the the package art and what it's going to look like. The black series is the box art's been relatively the same for the last little bit. You're not really giving away much with this character. Could this be an exclusive for? san diego or something else like i think that this could be our first character
1: i don't know that's a good call that that would be pretty cool i mean a safe route would just be you know basically ray because ray yeah. is pretty much the same look yeah. as the end of episode seven but oh i'd be on board like, for for that luke get the collectors stoked up for yeah. with
0: old man luke like i would lose my mind right
1: right yeah no that'd be that's a good one man yeah. I like
0: that and then also we have the marvel comics panel so this is another one we got just recently. The Charles Soule Darth Vader book being announced. Looking for another maybe limited series run. I don't want too many more ongoings, but you know something focusing in on some of the characters like Saw Gerrera. Or something else, maybe a Thrawn. I don't know something like that. I could chew into these five issue miniseries a lot. Like I like them because they're short. They get to the point. They're mm-hmm. good stories. We've got the Maul five issue ongoing right now, yep. exploring some more of those characters that we're probably not going to see in the literature or on film anytime soon. Like I could really jump into some more comic books these short series what are your thoughts on that
1: yeah no it's good I, i'm with you i i don't think we need any more of these ongoing series uh we, we got charles soul doing the, the the basically vader year one which is cool we still got the star wars going on we still got um dr afra as well i yep. believe going on so we, we definitely don't need any more ongoing series um yeah i uh, i'd be up for I, I i guess this theory is kind of out the window but if, if we could actually get a short uh sabine you know oh, yeah. watching rebels there there's some period of time that goes by when she's um away from the ghost Crew. so if you got a little five story arc there that'd be kind of cool i have awesome. to wait and see yeah i'll always root for dash Rendard, but i just don't think that's happening anytime soon no so, <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> and also on saturday this is one that you and i are going to be intently watching they did stream this last year i couldn't figure out if they're going to stream this panel or not and this is the star wars rebels season four sneak peek panel this is dave filoni and probably Freddie Prince Jr., I know he's going to be there. Yeah. So a few other guests that they usually bring up. They're going to be discussing and showing stuff from Season 4 of Rebels. We just literally got finished talking about Season 3 and how right. awesome it was. And we're already going to get our first glimpse at Season 4.
1: How stoked are you for this? Can't wait. Can't wait for this, man. Dave Filoni has just been killing it over on the animated side. Uh, so I'm totally looking forward to that panel. I can't wait to see what kind of teaser or trailer they drop. Really hoping, I guess they wouldn't drop this, but if, well, you know what? Last year they did drop Thrawns, which was a pretty big thing. Oh, yeah. So, I was freaking out about that. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> lose my mind. I mean, if we got to see the Emperor, uh, voice, act, voice acted by Sam Witwer, that'd be great. Uh, if we could see Vader, or because Ahsoka is Dave Filoni's like main squeeze, if we could see her pop up, I think she's just, dead man. You think she's done, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just not, uh, the, the ending was was is a great battle. I just don't think it left so many doors still open. Whether she's dead or whether or not, so I think there's still that the general audience is just like what happened to her. But she's a fan favorite now too. People just love this character, so we'll we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah.
0: definitely. And last bit of Star Wars news here that I just want to quickly discuss. Yep. I was running around Walmart the other day. I'd <laughs> gone to, to try to find the Thrawn three and three quarter inch, and lo and behold, I walk into a massive center aisle display for the 40th anniversary vintage card back six inch figures and i lost my mind and so i'm scrambling picking these up i end up with the obi-wan leia and farm boy luke so those are great there was a Han there but i wanted i'm on card collector and it was damaged so i said i'll pass on this for now couldn't find the r2 that's the first five that are in this wave and then i also talked to a guy at toys r us who said that the legacy the darth vader legacy pack which is the Darth Vader cardback figure plus this large early bird kind of diorama set. It's dropping this week and into next week at Toys R Us in Canada. So I'll be on the lookout for that. It's a seventy-five dollar. It's a big hit. Wow! But I'm jumping in. <laughs> I'm full in on these vintage yep. card backs. And I was also able to find on the same day the Sagerera Funko Pop Walmart exclusive and the Bays and Churit six-inch Black Series figures. So my wallet took a massive hit. But collecting is I spent a couple weeks just wandering around the stores, being like. Where is everything? I'm tired of looking at Finn Jakus. I've been looking at these for two years mm-hmm. now. <laughs> and nothing was really hitting the shelves and everything kind of had depleted. And then all of a sudden the three and three quarter inch, the six inch black series and the 40th anniversary all hit at once. And on top of that, we also got Rogue One. That's right. The Steelbook Drop. Sanjay secured it for myself and him. And this thing is gorgeous. It's beautiful we're going to be discussing some of the extra content next week and i'm hoping to get another revisit at this tonight or maybe tomorrow so i'm excited to get back into rogue one but man was it a week in (laughs) collective like holy crap it was an expensive week but it was a week and i'm hoping to get more announcements at celebration here and geez, like just don't stop Star Wars. Just keep going. <laughs> I'll find a way. I'll stop, you know, clothing my child, or, like, feeding myself, whatever yeah. it is. Sacrifices yeah. must be made for Star Wars. Ramen collecting.
2: noodles, forty nine cents. <laughs> oh yeah, golden. get that sodium out. Yeah.
1: Um, you, you know what's interesting? We talk about this time and time again about um, you know, you go through these dry spells, and then Marvel Legends hits you so hard with these waves, and you get those, and then it kind of you know calms down for like two seconds. And boom, you know the black series comes out and hits you hard. So there's just nonstop collecting going on here, and 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 I love it. And and it looks great in here, guys. Yeah, this is this is awesome right now. The Uh, stuff I'm seeing—it's unbelievable.
0: And and one thing I wanted to throw out there, a little kind of self promo. I started doing some writing for Talk Star Wars. So they're one of the members of the Commonwealth, kind of the the lead of all of this. These guys are great. Go check out their podcast. They're pumping out a ton of content. I became a VIP member the other day, nice. and I'm doing a bit of, of collecting writing for them. It's you know, modern collecting, so that's going up on their website every Monday-ish. So this past week I kind of introduced it, and I'm gonna be going through reviews of action figures, talking about the Smuggler's Bounty, and comparing and contrasting different sets like the Black Series and Elite Series. So go check out TalkStoreWars first of all, talkstorers.co.uk. Check out those guys on the podcast. And they just started releasing the TalkStoreWars Toy Box as well, which is a podcast focusing in on collecting as well. So there's a lot going on in there, including myself writing for them now. So I'm really excited for that. This is my first jump into some sort of, you know, writing commitments. And so I really love doing the first article there. And thank you guys. Thank you, Mark, for giving me the opportunity to do this. And so yeah, just go go check that out, and let me know what you guys think. I am excited to, to be doing this, and good plus myself, good, good stuff. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, I read it. It's good. And uh, I mean, if you if you follow us on Twitter, you know I'm all after that. Um, Power of the Force two. Yes. Farm boy Luke. It's 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 really cool. It's a good read, guys. And if if you if you're down with collecting, you you gotta check this out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Well, good job. Nice to see you into the foray of writing. I didn't know you could write. No, I'm just kidding. I can, I can talk, but <laughs> <laughs> <I> can't write. <laughs> no, I'll check it out and uh, congrats and hope to read many more of your articles. Yeah. So there'll be one dropping on Monday
0: this week. and I'm going to be talking about the Star Wars Celebration exclusives, what's dropping at Celebration and what to look forward to there and kind of my opinion on what you should be picking up. Because a lot of Funko Pops. Black Series, Kotobukiya is killing it over there. So anyways, look out for that coming down the pipe here.
2: You can still make it a celebration. Just go someone dressed as Chewie and then just have them stand on your shoulder. <laughs> well, it's not so much getting in. It's getting there. <laughs> just hitchhike. Yeah, all the way to Orlando. Huh?
0: Why not? It's a few minutes. A few minutes. Anyways, we haven't heard from you in a while, Sanjay. And I thought we'd turn it over to our comic book Picks of the week. We've All skipped right. this for the last like month. Yeah, It's yeah. coming down to our combo picks in the month. I guess. But, uh,
2: let's get back into
0: this. What sure. have you been reading for the past couple weeks?
2: Uh, for the past couple weeks, um, nothing but Marvel. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading Batman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Justice League, All-Star Batman. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, but what's your pick of the week? Action comics. So my pick of the week, Batman number 19. I Am Bane Part 4. This comic, so let me tell you, Bane hit the scene like a bat out of hell. Totally changed the whole Batman landscape, broke Batman's back. But for, like, the last 20 years, that's the only good Bane story we've really gotten. That's his best story we've ever gotten. Not so much anymore. This I Am Bane story has been phenomenal. they finally given respect back to the character. He's no longer the Batman Robin one line, like, just a brute with no brains. Yeah. He's got his brains, he's got his brawn, he's got his venom back. So this issue has Bane go through uh, Batman's almost entire rogues gallery uh, in um, Arkham Asylum to get to Batman. So you see Bane fighting Mr. Freeze, Bane fighting Two-Face, Bane using the Riddler, him fighting Man-Bat, uh, Victor Zaz, uh, Solomon Grundy. It's like awesome art. And then just before he gets to Batman or just when he gets to Batman, there's this uh, splash page, this two-page splash page on the left, you have Bane all bloodied up, and on the right, you have Batman. And that art is just, oh, whoever drew that is deserves a I raise. Think David Finch. So yeah, I think yeah. it was David yeah. Finch, yeah. Great artist. He killed it, the art in this, and then sets up this epic battle that comes out tomorrow, Batman number 20. So I got to pick that up. But before uh, you do, make sure you pick up the entire I am Bane run, starting at issue 16, uh, and then going up until issue 20. I think so.
1: Yeah, cause it's weird because it starts off with the whole, um oh, Batman, I'm suicide. You can really start oh, there Oh Yeah, first. yeah. start there. Yeah, start there first because he takes on Bane from there. Naked Then goes Bane. on a break with the Catwoman stuff and then it comes right back to I am Bane. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, Tom King, who wrote Vision and uh I can't remember what else he wrote, but he's one of the best comic book writers they have and DC signed him to an exclusive deal so that's a big coup for DC uh, and he's killing it on Batman. You know, after Snyder's run, I was like, how can you replace a legend? Right. And they did. Like, I think his run is not quite Snyder's level yet, yeah.
1: but it's close. It's good. I mean, apart from the Night of the Monsters or whatever, oh, which, yeah. was, which was bad on everyone's Ye- part. Yeah, I didn't Maybe like that on one. De- even Detective Comics, it wasn't yeah. handled that well. But you're right. He, he's been killing it. Yeah. Yeah. With the I Am Gotham, I think. Oh, stuff yeah. They've been yeah. Doing this I Am theme throughout the whole series. It's cool. been great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: so check it out. I mean, you've been reading it. You've been having good... Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: it's good. And I'm right there with you. I'm going into my comic book of the week, comic book pick of the week. I'm with DC, and I'm with my boy Nightwing. Um, I'm going to pick issue 15, but you can really start this from issue 14 and go forward. Um, this is Nightwing back in his roots. He's back in Bloodhaven. Oh, nice. He's in a relationship. The art is sick. Like The art is done by, um, let's see if I don't butcher this, Minky Jung um the art it's just it's so good and it, it's nightwing it fits he has a love interest now called uh sean singh who's basically um, um a super villain of some sort that he took down back when he worked with batman and he's moved to bloodhaven to kind of restart himself um being pushed there by superman which is cool oh, because if you cool. go back to the pre-new 52 um superman kind of inspired nightwing so it's kind of cool oh. that they kept that kind of um, in sync there, um, but yeah, it's it's a great book. Like I mentioned, the the art's great, and it's written by uh, Tim Seeley, and oh. I really think this book has really found its way since it started this Bloodhaven stuff. Um, I'm glad they've gone away from the whole um, super spy, which was the new yeah. Fifty Two stuff for a bit and um it's, it's it's great so strongly recommend starting with nightwing 14 going back to bloodhaven
2: i know i saw a preview for this in one of the other books and it looked like something out of blade runner or ghost in the shell
1: yeah bloodhaven bloodhaven looks like, yeah like kind of even like um, the batman beyond setting from the mm, cartoons yeah. it has that look that neon kind of not tim Burtonish, but yeah schubacher-ish <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's awesome though because like gotham is a character the city itself. Yes. And if they can use Bloodhaven, I think that's a fictional city, mm-hmm. I assume. Um, and make that into, like, kind of Nightwing stomping grounds, kind of like yeah. Metropolis and a yes. central city.
1: Well, that's the big thing that's missing from the New 52 is because if you go back to pre-New 52, that was his stomping ground. That's where Nightwing laid. And then mm-hmm. when he came to the New 52, he was traveling with his circus and he, oh, there was yeah. no Bloodhaven. But Superman, seeing how he is from the pre-New 52, was like, you know, the Nightwing from my timeline started over here and this is where you need to go and Dick Grayson's moved over there and, and he's just been killing it and, and, and going through a story arc we get a cool meet up between him and Damian Wayne and you kind of get that um the team up that they had back when uh, Grant Morrison wrote the Batman Robin when Dick Grayson took the Batman mantle so yeah. it's really cool that you kind of get to touch on that story arc again too nice. so it's, it's a great read I love this comic awesome yeah. right on yeah man
0: this week I'm sticking in the Star Wars realm We've talked about this for almost the whole episode yes. here, and I'm sticking with issues 26 through 29 of the Star Wars ongoing book. This is the Yoda arc. No, you can only pick one. It's a comic book pick of the week. You can't pick. <laughs> <of the week. laughs> I'm picking an arc. Okay? Yes. <laughs> and one reason I'm picking this is because it actually comes to a conclusion. This is a five-issue Yoda arc built within the Star Wars book, which they've been doing really well. They've been able to, to build in Obi-Wan and Yoda and a few other characters on top of what they've been doing in Star Wars. So Luke is reading the Journal of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it's really cool, because at first I was like, this is a really weird, because Luke is reading a story about Yoda, and he doesn't know who Yoda is. But it's it's neat how they structure it, because they never mention Yoda's name, right. and they always mention him as this, or at least Obi-Wan in his journals mentions him as this, this great Jedi master. Right. So Luke has this in his head. He has no idea who he's talking about. And so what keeps with the continuity of Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. about when Ben tells him to go see Yoda or see Yoda the Dagobah system. So they handled that really well. And it's a cool Yoda story. It's not Yoda flipping around like he does in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. It's him... Being Yoda, he's mm-hmm. he's very smart. He's very
1: very methodical. And he's always learning. He yes. wants to learn, which makes him like the Jedi Master. Yeah, it's right? so
0: beautiful. But yeah. yeah, because he doesn't come in there saying like I am the Jedi Master. He actually asks the characters in here to teach him about different aspects of what people are assuming to be the Force to a degree, right? Right. And it's cool how they play on that because this is something that we've seen strung right through the Star Wars universe in the past little bit is people using the Force or wielding the Force or being in touch with the Force. And it's just not the Jedi and the Sith that are attached to this. And there's a cool quote, actually, in Aftermath. I'm about halfway through it now. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of one of these interludes, and they're talking about the Force. And one of the characters says, no, only the Jedi can use the Force. And one of the other guys says, no, everyone feels the Force. Everyone can, you know, not so much wield the Force, Mm because he says the Jedi wield the Force. But the Force is what connects, what binds all of us. And so I thought it was a cool hint to what they're discussing and talking about through all the literature now is that, you know, Nier Erso was kind of in tune with the Force and all these characters that we see that are not so much Jedi and Sith but still can feel the Force and
1: right, just not it, wield,
0: yeah. yeah, cheer it and all mm-hmm. this. So it's cool that they've picked up on that thread in these books and seeing Yoda and doing a Yoda story that fits within, you know, contextually before The Phantom Menace and it, it's really a great read and I love it and they're finishing the arc this week in issue yes. 30. So make sure you go check that out. But it starts in 26 and goes through to this week's issue 30 so that's my comic book arc of the week yeah if that's more appropriate. Yeah. so make sure to go check that out. it's almost a standalone you don't really need to be reading yep. the star wars book to understand it like you know the character of luke and it kind of jumps right into they're saving
1: you. the silly droid c3 again yeah. right yeah Basically again in it. yeah and it picks up. um it, it's aaron jason aaron jason aaron who did thor unworthy thor yeah. i think it is oh. no, he, did, he did the, the god of thunder thor god of thunder thor that's yeah. right that's right but is, is it the same artist that did unworthy I can't remember, yeah. but the art here is—it's kind of cool. It's—it's—it's it's, it's weird. Like Yoda looks really good, you know, but sometimes the humans don't. Like sometimes uh, Yoda looks out of place. Yeah. You, you know, because he looks just so good.
0: It's funny you say that because just opening up to this this in issue twenty six. Yeah. Is that you look at the face of Han Solo in this right. and it's like spot on. Right. But then Leia and Luke look more like comic book characters. Yeah so it's funny as they switch even chewing here looks pretty good mm-hmm. and depending on which panel you're at the characters or the artist has focused so much on one character right. that it almost he's like i ran out of time and leia doesn't really look right and right. luke has kind of got his head turned but Han mm-hmm. looks like it looks like an image out of the movie
1: yeah but yeah it is a great book and they also introduce us to a new character which is cool which opens up even more doors yeah. and i can't wait to see that showdown in issue 30 yeah so yeah that's that's, that's a great read it's like awesome
2: that. yeah awesome awesome all
0: right, guys. Well, we are here this week to discuss the Justice League and Spider-Man Homecoming trailers. And before we do that, I just have to apologize really quickly <laughs> to Mark over at TalkStowers. We got your question on Facebook. We're going to discuss it next week. We're running a bit short on time. And I just want to say I'm sorry. It's a great question. It has to do with our Iron Man 2 retrospective. So we will get to that next week. And I apologize in advance for not answering that right in the podcast here. But that being said... Let's jump into our discussion, and we're going to start here with Spider-Man: Homecoming. So, there's a lot with this Spider-Man: Homecoming trailer. It was a huge trailer, and something that it kind of dropped a bit out of nowhere. And it was it's a dense, dense trailer. And one of the the complaints off the top that I wanted to address here was that before we kind of get into the the guts of it, is that it is something that we've talked about a lot in the podcast with with different movies is. Did this trailer give away too much of the film? What are your thoughts, Troy?
1: <laughs> um, right off the bat looking at it, yeah, easily you can say like this gives away a lot, but we just really won't know until we see the movie. Yeah. Right? So it's hard to say, but yeah, I mean, uh I'm just in awe about this trailer. So Sunday, <laughs> you go right ahead and, and answer this one. Yeah,
2: yeah, Troy's just gushing over oh, yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. I love this trailer. You gotta wear a raincoat or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I agree. Uh, This trailer looks phenomenal and the movie looks great. I mean, I haven't been this excited for a Spider-Man film since Spider-Man 3. I was excited for that going in. Wasn't as excited leaving the theater. But I agree. I think it did give away too much. I mean, you look at that boat scene when they teased it, I think in the first trailer, you're like, oh, this could be like the big final battle. Like he's got to save all these people from the cruise ship. And then Iron Man just comes out and saves the day. And like, what? Like, that's it? Like, leave me suspense. How does how does this battle you know, how does this end? Um, other than that, um, and then he takes away a suit as well. Like, that was another thing that right. I thought they could have just left out. No,
1: yeah, I, that's the biggest thing that bothers me. They could have really left that out there. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, they
2: they spent a lot of
0: time in this trailer. And I agree with you guys, I think it did give away too much of the film. Mm-hmm. But they spent a lot of time in this trailer making you or reminding you that this is set in the MCU. There's a yeah. lot of Tony Stark in here, and I'm yeah. afraid they've shown the majority of Iron Man and Tony Stark yeah. scenes. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of references to Avengers Tower. We saw the cap clip in there. And I think there's something to do with the Chitari as well. Like, I think that's the weapons that's that, that they're carrying. Yeah. Even the Shocker weapons, I yeah. think they're modified Chitari weapons. Yeah. Like, that makes sense being in New York and all that. But, like, the whole MCU thing, I think it's great that they've done that. Mm-hmm. But in doing that, I think that they've they've provided an avenue in for a lot of people yes. and a reminder. But at the same time, they've said, like, look, this is what's happening. We've probably given away all of the, the key shots of Avengers Tower and, like I said, Tony and all that. But even the character of Spider-Man, they gave away a lot of his his narrative, a lot of the arc. And what we're going to see him go through the kind of this tumultuous time as a teenager with superpowers and yep. kind of revealing that to his friends and then kind of getting kicked out of the Avengers or the kind of the Avengers, new Avengers or whatever you want to right. call it. Right. Um, because he, he spends a lot of time there in the trailer too being like, how do I become an Avenger? Yeah. And Iron Man is being this mentor. Like, I love the role mm. that Robert Downey Jr. is playing here. And he seems to have come a long way yes. from where he was in Iron Especially Man. Especially
1: covering that retrospective series. Yes. Right yeah. Yeah.
0: And, but yeah, there's, there's a lot in there. What were kind of some of your favorite parts, Troy, being a oh, Spider-Man? <laughs>
1: everything. I mean, I couldn't ask for more. We got the move, the eyes moving up and down. We got the spider tracer. We got the, the web wings. We yeah. got the costume looking better than it did in civil war. We got the banter, which is just great. We have the agile of the, the, the agility of the spider man himself. It just looks great. We got the team ups going on, right? All the comic books. I mean, if you're a Spider-Man fanboy, even half of what I am, you're going to be jumping up and down over this trailer because it just, it nails the character in every way. We get a touch of that ultimate universe too of Spider-Man kind of being like this young hero yeah. looking up to the Avengers. We got cap in there, which was cool. And we, and we still get like the sense of like high school going on, you know, this kid dealing with like high school, but also dealing with like the great power and the responsibility, which he has, you know, he wants to, he wants to save the world on his own. He wants to do like such big things. And, such a great foundation built in this trailer that I just absolutely love. And I'm and, and calling it right now. I think this is going to be, it's definitely going to be the best. Well, I hope it's going to be the best Spider-Man movie we've ever wow. had. And I am hope it's going to be the best MCU movie we've ever had because Spider-Man to me is just like the all time hero. And, I think they got something, I think they got gold here and I just, I'm looking forward to this so much.
0: And I think based off this trailer, more so than any other Spider-Man film, this Mm -hmm. whole with great power comes great responsibility is going to be ingrained in this movie. Right. Because you can see him wanting more and wanting to do more with this, but it's about being responsible and learning how to use the powers. Like you can see that, like Tony is playing the Uncle Ben role. To a degree, right? Yeah, yeah. Filling in those like, shoes. I'm yep. sure there's going to be like some reference to that that whole thing happening, and Tony's kind of filling in that void in his life, and the, kind of being that leader, that mentor. Yeah. And I like that. Like I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, and it almost seems to me, after you rattling off a, a lot of what you're seeing in this from the mm-hmm. comic books, that Marvel Studios, because we've we've heard in the background that there's a bit of contention there about what they want to do with the stars universe from Sony side, yes. what Marvel's willing to do, and in the inclusion of Venom as part of some other universe yeah. and all this like they don't really or at least they don't seem to be on the same page anymore mm-hmm. and so it seems to me like that marvel's like okay we're jamming everything <laughs> like web Wings, spider yeah. like everything yeah. is going yeah. into this film right just to make sure that we get the best spider-man film on screen and Absolutely. you see that through this whole trailer right yes. um, what did you guys think of michael keaton's character playing the villain uh, vulture
1: I think this is great too. This is a this is another plus here. I mean, we have Michael Keane, who's just he's an incredible actor, and um, I, I hope we get a, a really good villain in the MCU here. I mean, they, they've had their hit or misses. I know Kevin Feige's gone in the past to say the focus isn't about the villains; it's about the mm-hmm. heroes, but. Seeing how they are partnering up with Sony here, I do hope we get, you know, a really great villain that stands out, that that lives and continues to you know, carry on in the MCU. So I'm looking forward to it. I think he looks great. He looks like he can go toe-to-toe with Spider-Man. And he doesn't seem like a, a crippling kind of old man, like the yeah. original Adrian Tombs. He seems like, he you know, he, he he can do some stuff here. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And his wings look incredible. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping there's some kind of Falcon, like you and I mentioned, like some Falcon tech. You know, just to connect those tissues yeah. there. So, okay,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: They're both birds. They're both birds. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my bird? No. Maybe that's the bird he was okay. referencing in Iron Jeez, Man 2. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: Michael Keaton, great actor. What can I say? Batman, Birdman himself, yeah. Beetlejuice, Mr. Mom. <laughs> what yeah. a guy what a career yeah, yeah. What, a, what, a, what a career Um, my only thing is the Vulture isn't like my most sexy Spider-Man villain you know like when you go on the list you got like your Doc Ox you got your Green Goblin but he's been done to death yeah you got your Venoms your Carnages Mysterio, you, uh, Mysterio Chameleon Chameleon Kraven yeah. the Hunter Scorpion I want that.
1: yeah like,
2: Shocker oh Shocker although he is in that he looks like he's there so yeah, yeah, he is shocker in her. Her yeah Shocker is in yeah her. sorry I meant Electro but Electro oh, was yeah. by uh, Jamie Fox. yeah yeah so. Yeah. Uh, great look though. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I think like Vulture, I just don't see him um going toe to toe with Iron Man, like because Iron Man's in this, and if those two are like battling it out, it'll be no contest.
1: Well, I hope they don't go that route. I hope it's it's between Spidey and Vulture, and and this is cool because you know Vulture was appeared in number two of Spider Man. Oh wow! Right, nice. so that's cool that he's 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 in here. But yeah. if you
0: look about how they set this trailer up, it's almost stating explicitly like. No, Iron Man's not going to be in the final battle. Right. Like, yeah. they, they've had at least their parting yeah. to a degree. And Spider Man or Iron Man's going to be off doing whatever. And Spider Man's going off rogue on himself. exactly. And mm-hmm. that's, I think, what they're implying here is that this is still a Spider Man movie, yeah. even though Iron Man is going to be a part of the film in, to some capacity. Right. I think that that whole boat scene is probably within the first 45 minutes. Right. Yeah. And then you have a break, and then you have Peter Parker trying to prove himself again. By going rogue and, and doing his own thing, I think that's a cool way to approach it. Right. And with with Michael Keaton's character as well, I think it's it's neat because in the retrospective series that we've been doing, go check that out. Same feature list to right now. Quick yeah. plug. <laughs> um, a lot of the villains, and I, I always bang on about this, are born out of the same either technology or whatever that the hero is. So you avoid having to tell a different backstory. Yeah. And this villain seems very different from most MCU villains in the sense that it seems to be a combination of some sort of history with Tony Stark and some element of technology. It's not that he got bit by another spider yeah. or whatever, right? It's it's not as simple as some of the other villains have been. So I think the complexity of this villain is going to bring a lot of levity to the film in, in an area, especially in the MCU, where we have constantly been saying, look, the, the villains are good to a point, and then you get to the third act and they fall apart. Yes. yeah. And hopefully this character, like you said, Troy, Mm. is able to have some sort of continuum across the Spider-Man films. And he becomes maybe like a Norman Osborn in the absence of that character. Or maybe they're Mm. going to introduce that character. Who knows? That's right. But he could be something of that like a competitor of Tony's and someone that you see kind of strung out through this universe. I think that would be a cool way to go. And we'll just have to wait and see here.
1: Yeah, because I do know, you know, going with the Vulture there, uh, the Tinkerer is also in this movie. I don't think he was in the trailer. Actually, he wasn't in the trailer, but the Tinkerer is also, you know, helped out quite a bit of villains himself. So I think he's going to have something to do with the Vulture's tech. As well, in here,
2: what a menacing so. name! Yeah. The Tinker. Tinker, I know, right? <laughs> Sounds like someone you beat in kindergarten or something. The Tinkler, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: but all in all, I, I think personally, this was a fantastic trailer. I will err on the side that it did show too much, yes, more or less with the Iron Man stuff. I think right. the rest of it you can kind of maybe try to piece together here and there but you get the just that this is a spider-man film mm-hmm. but the iron man stuff i think that would have been some of the more fun stuff right and we've gotten most of it already yeah and i think that's going to be a kind of a, a you know a negative about this trailer but mm-hmm. all in all it's got me super excited for this film i'm pumped about the villain the suit looks awesome even like when yes. he zips it up and it like sucks oh sucks. Mm-hmm. yeah i love that so that. cool. Yeah. That's another thing they probably could have just left out. But yeah, it doesn't matter. I think it's going to be a fantastic film. Excited opening day for yeah. me. um You guys agree with kind of? It's a good trailer. Oh, oh yeah,
1: yeah. Don't gotta ask me twice. I, I love this. It's love amazing. It. Yeah. It's incredible.
0: Yeah. It's superior. spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's our Spider-Man Homecoming. That's our MCU cover. Three three thumbs up? Three thumbs up, for sure. Six thumbs. All of them. All of them up. (laughs) But we also had a DC Cinematic Universe trailer drop. Now, this was a couple weeks ago. We missed discussing this last week because we just dropped the MCU retrospective. But this is... The first official Justice League trailer. Now, we had the teaser before, and everyone knows from listening to (laughs) the podcast I'm not the kindest to this universe. That's not true. (laughs) I was looking for something that that brought me into this movie, because it sits fairly low on my most anticipated. It's not even on Troy's, And (laughs) I think this trailer, although it did have flaws, it did do the job of getting me at least intrigued for this movie. Let's start first off with Sanjay. Like give me your your thoughts on this trailer and we'll kind of break down some of the, the best aspects of it and try to maybe poke out a bit of no, I'm not going to
2: try to be super negative on this but <laughs> there's a few things that I want just maybe more clarification on. Sure. Um well as excited as Troy was for Spider-Man, I think I'm as excited for Justice League uh, uh, jacket. Yeah. On. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this trailer killed it for me i mean i saw it on vero when it popped up and i just lost it i was i think i watched it like five times in a row just like oh my god like and he's in a horse and then aquaman like for me they did what they needed to do they made aquaman cool yep you can no longer make aquaman jokes that is officially dead what day is it april 4th 2017 the aquaman jokes are done find a new superhero to pick on plastic man go go nuts pick on him (laughs) Cyborg sure but you can't do uh, Aquaman and they did a different Flash we had speedsters in X-Men and the MCU and Flash looks completely different from Quicksilver in both those movies oh sorry just uh, nudge Tim's mic there (laughs) Uh, yeah the Flash looks completely different as a speedster you got the lightning bolts the visuals Like I cannot say enough Snyder is my boy like I am a Snyder apologist I don't know if that's the correct term. That is. But I dig him. Like, to me, he is one of the best directors that Hollywood has going right now, bar none. Put him up there with uh, Spielberg. Put him up there with Nolan. Put him up there with everyone. He is the man. I Uh. just love him. And I love the take that they're doing with this film. I can tell you guys love it just as much as I do. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. Snyder, you know, he's a guy you either love or you hate. I'm. I'm gonna let
1: you take this. <laughs> <laughs> I. You know. I used to love Snyder. I used to yeah? love Snyder until he did uh, BVS. You know. I even forgave him for uh, Sucker Punch. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I, I yet. forgot about. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I forgot about Sucker Punch. But he yeah. did BVS, and he's he's doing. Um, uh justice league now so we'll see how that goes but best director one of the best directors he's one of my favorite that's cool he can be yeah, your, a cool. personal
2: favorite but like oh i, nolan I in that. i oh, yeah. I, well, I mean for personal favorite i have him like close to nolan not as good as nolan but i recognize his limitations and i yeah. recognize where people have issues with him
1: his action's incredible yes. he, you know, it is yeah it's great like you yeah. can
2: see that in the film but like totally like again like just turn the
0: knob on the like, color contrast but I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 but it's, why you don't need
1: you don't need it i mean if you want color go to the mcu but the justice league is so colorful like yeah. really they're, they're they're a colorful bunch of people yeah they're, they're the team except for batman just yeah all looks like batman that makes, that, <laughs> that makes no sense i mean superman for sure is gonna have a black suit on in this movie because he has to well because it's it's all dark in this movie. <laughs> blue wouldn't look good i guess um you know what I, d- I didn't like the music. I really felt like this music could have been better suited for Suicide Squad with oh, that, with that yeah. hard rock or yeah. just the standalone but, Aquaman movie. And yeah, the Aerosmith
0: yeah. come together. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, parts of that I liked and parts yeah. of, like I didn't like the, the singing, but towards the end, like mm-hmm. the, the guitar and that, that sounded cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got that. yeah. I didn't like how it transitioned from the Batman scene into the Aquaman scene. Like I felt that was a bit abrupt. Yeah. But I agree with you, Sanjay. Like this Aquaman. Oh. A he oh, stole yeah. the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: he, he was fantastic. He's become
0: my most anticipated character for this film now yeah like i think that ezra miller's flash was supposed to be the comic relief yeah yeah and i think they've they've done a drax yes if you want to call it that to yeah. aquaman they've given him the good lines the delivery is there jason momoa looks awesome yeah. and yeah. i think he's going to to steal this movie from everyone else from batman from everyone like i think batman stole beavers s mm-hmm. yeah and i think that aquaman is going to steal justice league yeah. I agree, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I, I totally agree. I, I do like the little shot we got of Commissioner Gordon. I don't think we're going to get much of that no. you know, throughout I the think, film. I think, yeah, but he's briefly in it. I think that's pretty much that's it right there. That's a seed for Batman Universe. Right, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool if he that. even comes back, yeah. because now there's talks. Well, that's well, another day yeah, to knows? talk about that. The Flash still doesn't do it for me. I, well, okay. I agree with you, though. Like yeah. His effects look cooler, I think, than what we've seen with both. Um, Quicksilvers yeah, yeah. I, I, well you know Days of Future Past Quicksilver was pretty cool that uh, one scene was, that that was epic awesome. and even Apocalypse that yeah. scene was pretty cool but, but Ezra Miller for me still doesn't do it as the Flash I, I like Grant Gustin's Flash so yeah. much more
0: there, there's a scene in that trailer where he kind of looks sideways everyone else is looking serious and he kind of has this goofy look on his face yeah. I agree, he doesn't fit, but yeah, the the CG looks good. I like what they're doing with, what are they called, the Speed Force? Yeah, Speed Speed Force, Force. yeah. yeah. Looks cool, he looks really fast. Like, I've watched a few episodes of Flash. CW, yeah. And he looks like he's just on the extreme end of Quick.
1: Yeah, well, speaking of special effects, you know, they put that all on him. Because when it comes over to Cyborg, they, they lost all their money. It, it, it doesn't look good at all. I thought yeah. I was looking at um, Injustice on the Xbox. Yeah, one, they, or, they, yeah, yeah like 10 years ago. Yeah, they have to fix some of that.
2: Because I don't know. I mean, there's still eight months away so maybe it's not finished yeah. i mean you see that in trailers it in. The, exactly. yeah
1: it, it just looks really bad especially when you're already doing this movie as dark as it is yeah there's no real excuse to see such bad cgi because it should look better in the dark. yeah oh yeah and it just looked horrible yeah it, it really did yeah that's so explain to
0: me the faceplate thing because my i got my wife to watch this so i was like i need someone impartial like yeah. she kind of hears me kind of go on about it a bit but i was like i need someone to watch this and tell me because she watched batman vs superman she's like Okay, this looks like garbage. She watched this and was like, I'm not going to go see it because she's not really into that that side of the universe. Mm-hmm. But she's like, it looks fine. Like, it looks all right. Yeah. But she says, why is Iron Man in it? Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, that's what, and she's familiar with, like, the separation. Like, I don't know if that was her playing on it a bit, but can you, that was a bit strange, was it not? Like, there's yeah. a bit much of kind of, like,
2: paralleling Iron Man to Cyborg. I don't read much cyborg. Like he has, he had an ongoing. I don't
1: know if he still does. I, yeah, I think they stopped it after. Yeah. Rebirth. Or interview birth, right? Oh,
2: okay, yeah. yeah. So I just know him from Justice League, and he's just in the New Fifty Two and the continuing. So I think like he can change, um, like his suit can change his body. He can change into like. You see the one scene he changes into a cannon. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: when he shoots the debris, which is his main thing. He has the he, Mega Man. Yeah, I think it's like on. a yeah, it's like yeah. a sonic cannon or something.
2: Yeah. yeah, and I think he does have like the faceplate in the comics. Like it does come out every once in a while. Okay, um, I mean, I I don't see it too often, but I think it is there. It's he's just not a character that I know too much about. Definitely like he's probably the well, he is definitely the least popular. Justice League oh, member, for sure. Yeah. A
1: lot of people still debate that he should be um, in the Teen Titans. Yeah, it was a change I, that they made. Yeah, yeah. I've I never seen him do that in the comics. I've never seen him do the faceplate thing. I've seen him all the time do the canon move, which yeah. is like his main, his main thing. But I've never seen the whole War Machine faceplate go over. So we'll we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. But he's not getting a lot of love. He, the, no. You know, that, that whole um, buddy cop film between him and Flash, I think is... that's on the I think it's that's done, yeah. Yeah, it's done. It's I done. think that yeah. 2020
0: film
2: is gone, too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. What did you guys think of that scene? So they're standing there. You can see the shots, and there's kind of like the dawn background where it's kind of red. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly from the cartoon, the Justice League Unlimited War. cartoon, where they show them at the beginning of the uh, credits of the opening song, and then they show them, and it's like the dawn background. It's like taken directly from the cartoon. Oh, that's cool. Like how epic is that? I think that's how the film's gonna end.
0: Yeah. How about how about Batman? He um, yeah. He, to me, like there's some good parts. But he feels out of place in this crew still. Like, I don't know. Again, it's it's the CG. It's a little bit reminiscent of some of the scenes in Beaver's S when he's running away from Doomsday. And it looks <laughs> like it's kind of out a video game. There's a point there where he's shooting some of the parademons. Yeah. I was like, this. I still don't feel this. Like, everyone else feels like they should be there. Yeah. But Batman, again, feels a little bit out of place to me. And I don't know if the, it just comes down to the story and how they're telling it. And in the trailer, they've just shown a few sparse scenes that he didn't fit because there's that warehouse scene beaver says that was awesome that yeah. really worked mm-hmm. and there's a few other scenes when he's fighting um the parody the parademons or that was okay in yeah. the nightmare scene mm-hmm. but um what's the name doomsday oh, it just yeah. didn't work for me like i had batman's a lot like cap and i like seeing him fight kind of his rose gallery like actual you know human criminals i don't ever see him fighting aliens like it just doesn't really fit for me but i guess they kind of did that with cap in avengers 2 or right. avengers
1: yeah batman you know i think they they mentioned that he has the flying fox which is his new like bat wing yeah kind of mobile or whatever going on his jet so if he's in there a lot of times you know taking out the these parademons that that works for me but him going toe-to-toe with these guys doesn't really line up i mean what do you think i mean if anyone could do it 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 is zack snyder yeah because he's uh yeah, because he because he kills it on the action scene or the ac- action sequences. Yeah. yeah, I
2: think like a lot of times when we see Batman in live action, um, he's not taking on like super powered threats. He's taking on you know the Riddler. Um, Bane. he fought Bane. He fought Joker. He fought uh, Raz. Yeah, Da-Gool. so all these grounded characters. Yeah, so to see him, it's kind of like a step out of character from what you're seeing. Reading Justice League, like you see, he always takes on kind of these alien super powered threats, but he's more like prepare like he's using guns instead of just batarangs yeah. and it, like that's a lot of controversy too people are saying he shouldn't be using guns even against parademons and i'm that like doesn't bother me as long as
1: he's not using them on humans oh <laughs> wait <Yes. laughs>
2: it's part of his arc see you know he had that redemption arc where he was he didn't give a his flying f anymore and uh, superman redeemed him from his death and now you see the aftermath and we uh, see lois
1: lane speaking of superman Los yeah lane, uh, you no thing in this trailer no good move i think yes
2: you think that's a good move yeah oh, he yeah. stayed away from all the marketing
0: they need to keep him out of this like everyone knows he's going to be in this eventually but however he shows up whether it's a black suit if they show that in a trailer yeah then, like just come like and we just spoke about an mcu trailer where they showed too much mm-hmm. they did a good job here showing you just enough mm-hmm. and not having superman but also having lois lane that was a good nod i was like Yes, his universe is still here. She's still kind of kicking around for whatever reason. Yeah. But Superman not being in this is a big plus for this trailer.
1: Do you guys think they will show him in the uh, eventually in the I trailers? I think so. I think so. I, I, think, so. I think they're going to stumble
0: and show it. I don't think they should. I think that they would shouldn't, be an awesome they way. But I
1: think they will 100% because I think what they're going to save... Like you and I have kind of been talking about Green Lantern. I think we are going to see... He's mm-hmm. going to be like that factor where it's like, yeah. whoa, he's in it. I think they're holding yeah. on him. Yeah. But they will show... Oh, oh okay. Steel. So they're yeah. going to yeah. so, okay. I yeah. think
2: they will because if you think about it, Superman is their second most popular superhero. Yeah. So if you're Joe Everyman and you see this trailer and you go... I'm more of a Superman fan. I don't know much, you know, and you don't read the comics. You don't follow the news, you know, and you don't see Superman. You're like, well, I probably won't go. But then if you see him in the trailer, you'll be like, Oh, Superman's in this. Like there's a ton of Superman fans and that are just like average Superman fans. So if they see him pop up in the trailer, they'd be more likely to attend the film than if he wasn't there. Yeah, I think that they'll
0: probably show him, but it'll be one of those, like, silhouette shots or whatever. Oh, okay. Like, they can't show him in the black, uniform. You know, like, that no, has to yeah. be sitting y- Yeah,
2: theaters. that has to be, like fan service yeah, definitely
0: yeah. definitely and Wonder Woman she was a character that wasn't really heavily featured in this yeah. and that's kind of funny because she's got a movie coming out in a very short amount of time you think that they'd maybe use this as a way to feature her and say look there's also a Wonder Woman movie coming later yeah. on <laughs> so she kind of was pushed to the background of this trailer I found uh, she had a couple lines and you don't really see her doing a whole lot but you do see that battle towards the end of the Amazons and maybe the um, Atlanteans
1: yeah
2: fighting parademons yeah so i think that's going to take place at the beginning of the film kind of like in um, man of steel where they start off in krypton so it'll be showing the battle between man atlanteans and amazons versus the parademons to get hold of the three mother boxes which is yeah. kind of like the whole point of the film mcguffin the, the mcguffin yeah yeah. Boxes, yeah yeah the dc eu infinity stones exactly right.
0: yeah all in all, though, I think, like I said at the start, intriguing and encouraged. Like, I think this this does what it needs to do for fans like me that needed something that allowed me to, you know, I know I, I nitpicked this a bit, but something that allowed me to, you know, be a bit more positive about this and say, look, there are some good things about this. And hopefully that the story kind of pulls this all together and allows this film to be what it should be and what it could be. And visually, there's parts that look great and there's parts that need to be cleaned up. And hopefully they just, they get this movie out and it's a solid entry. It doesn't need to be the best comic book movie of all time. It just needs to be a good comic book movie. It needs to stabilize the foundation for this universe. And I think based off of this, it's going in the
2: right direction. There's some positivity. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Uh, The one film that I would um, compare this to that looks like to me, Lord of the Rings. It looks kind of like Lord of the Rings with superheroes. You look at some of like the action scenes, the giant fights look like the walls of Mordor, I think. It just looks epic, and that's that's the part of the reason why I love the color scheme and everything. It just adds sort of that epicness to it. And as you said, like it does look like it looks fun because they added some more like comedic lines, which I'm not the biggest fan of, but I understand why they did it due to the huge backlash of yeah. BVS. Um So of course they're going to add some more in. But yeah, I think epic is the one word I would use to describe this trailer. There you go.
1: Yeah, it's still not on my, uh, <laughs> my list for anticipated. But, but you're going to go to it. I'm definitely going to go to it. Yeah. I mean, I read these comic books all the time. So, uh, could yeah. Can we, could we we'll, go together? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's, let, let's do it, man. Just ask him out. Yeah. Um, are you, if you're not doing anything in November,
2: um oh, shit, now I got to get a, my hair done, clean my car, all of that stuff. I'm just going to give him, like, really drunk and, like, give him, like, the best popcorn and, like, the best snacks so that way he's like, man, that movie was awesome. Like, I had the best experience. <laughs> I like, man, the guy was hitting on me the whole time. <laughs> no he wonder why I time. love this movie. <laughs> rubbing his shoulders. How many times do you have to yawn in a movie? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm dressed as Wonder Woman yeah. and he's... <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
0: Sheldon, that was an absolute pleasure discussing some Star Wars, some trailers. I'm excited about what we got coming down the pipe here. Yep. Celebration is next week. There's going to be a ton of coverage from the guys over at Talk Star Wars, Skyhopper Podcast, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Robcast. from the TSW Roundtable is going to be down there. So... Keep in tune with those guys on Twitter. They're going to be dropping all sorts of content, and that's who we're going to be using, relying on to bring us kind of the ground floor celebration news and experience. So look out for that, and we're going to be talking Rogue One next week and some of the details and the extras, and we're also going to be gushing about what potentially could be coming out of a celebration, maybe some more announcements that they will be dropping in the next week to come. And then following on from that, We are going to be talking all about everything that comes out of Celebration, right from the action figures through to what is inevitably going to be, I really hope, fingers crossed, the first Last Jedi trailer. Even if it's only a minute long, 10 seconds long, whatever, I just want to see some Last Jedi footage. Yes. It's going to be awesome. So we got a lot coming down the pipe in the next few weeks. We're going to push this Iron Fist r- review way out in the distance because I can't get past the first episode. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> it's that bad, eh? It's a, it's just not engaging. Uh, not yeah. yet. Not like the other episodes. Yeah. But they did drop a Defender's tease, so it looks like that's coming in August. So hopefully we'll get that all that done before August time frame so we can watch that and actually get through this a bit. But anyways, before we sign off, I just want to send a big thank you out to all the listeners that voted for the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. For best podcast network in the star wars podcasting awards that ended on april 1st so thank you guys for voting the announcement is coming within the next couple weeks as to who as towards who won so look out for that and look out for our next mcu retrospective that is dropping in april that's going to be discussing thor that'll come to you probably the last thursday of this month so watch out for that and we're kind of short we're down to one podcast a week now for the foreseeable future because we don't have rebels but we're trying to supplement that with a few extra things here and there whether it's the mcu retrospective or a bit more in-depth look at some of the literature of star wars so until next week guys for the nerd room i'm tim i'm troy and i'm sanjay and thank you for entering the nerd room this has been a nerd room podcast production you can find our hosts, Tim and Troy, on Twitter at TheNerdRM and Troy The Boy 87 Don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search The Nerd Room Podcast. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find other podcasts on the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Generation X-Wing, Tumbling Saber, Rogue Squadron Podcast, and the Skyhopper Podcast. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SW Commonwealth and take your first steps
2: into a larger world.